الحمد للہ وقف السلام علیہ that he selected us and made us and accepted us to be from alladhina amanu now what does it mean to be alladhina amanu now if somebody said alladhina kafaru so that doesn't mean a person who disbelieves in allah taala for one moment no alladhina kafaru is that person who always disbelieves in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single moment of their life so then alladhina amanu what does that mean so alladhina amanu doesn't just mean somebody who recited kalima once no alladhina amanu are those people who every single second of their entire life after kalima until death Every single second is feeling this iman. They're always in a state of iman. Even in English, when we talk about somebody, so let's say you say somebody's a professor, somebody's a doctor, so it doesn't mean they're a doctor one minute a day, ten minutes a day. It doesn't mean they're a doctor five times a day for five minutes each. No. It means they are a doctor. Alladhina amanu. They are on Iman. They have Iman. They're the people of Iman. They're Ahl Iman. So what is their description that Allah Ta'ala gives in Quran? وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ That they're extremely intense in their love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. They have Iman, they have love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala didn't say الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَأَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أَسَدُّهُمَّ لِلَّهِ That those who have iman and do amal, they love Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala said no. Anyone and everyone who has this iman, if they really truly have iman, أَسَدُّهُمَّ لِلَّهِ They will be extremely intense in their love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So now we have to check ourselves on this. Because all of us think and want and hope that Allah Ta'ala will take us to our grave in such a way that we are Alladina Amna. But do we have the sign that Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in Quran? Ashaddu Humban Lillah. Are we always intensely in love with Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala such that we love Allah Ta'ala more than anything and everything in our life? We love Allah Ta'ala more than sleep. As-salatu khairun min al-nawm. We love Allah Ta'ala's beauty more than any beauty of any person. We love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala more than all the money, wealth, property that the whole world that contains. We love Allah Ta'ala more than any happiness or success that may come to our life. Or, do we love the world? Do we love dunya? Are we in love with some ghair mahram? 
Are we fancying every beauty, every delicacy in this world? This is a test for us. Until a person can pass this test, they won't truly, really be fully successful in their deen. You see, we live in a world when everybody and everyone is going to talk to you about progress, advancement, improvement, all the time. If you're a student, they want to progress and advance from one degree to the next. If they graduate, they're working, they want to go from one job to the next. If they're in their 30s and 40s, they want to go from one house to the better house, one car to the better car. They want their children to have best education. They want to live in the best neighborhood. They want the best that they can afford, the best that they can have. Right? Okay. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Make dua, Rabbana atana fi dunya hasanat. That Allah Ta'ala grant me the best and noble things of this dunya. So fine. As long as you do it within Sharia, you can try to have the best job, best education, best degree, best car, best house, give your children the best spouse, everything. But the question is, is that when it comes to dunya, if you always want the best, then why don't you take that same attitude towards your deen? How many of us wake up and say that today I want to have the best taqwa I can have? Today I'm going to practice the best haya that I can have. Today I'm going to pray the best salah that I can. Hmm? We don't think like that. We think I'm going to get the best money that I can. I'm going to get the best job that I can. I'm going to eat the best food that I can. Or even small things. I need to find the best coffee that I can. Allahu Akbar. Even every single thing has to be the best. And if I say anything in Urdu, I will translate in English for the handful of you who don't know Urdu. اپنے زندگی کے ہر شعبے میں آپ میار چاہتے ہیں تو کیا صرف آپ کے دین ہیں جس میں آپ پر گزارا کرتے ہیں hmm? oh friend, you want the best in every aspect of your life is it just the deen in which you content yourself with mediocrity so so taqwa I pray so so namaz I have so so haya sometimes I lower sometimes I don't I have so-so akhlaq, sometimes I get angry, sometimes I'm patient. Everything in my deen is so-so. But if even one thing in your dunya gets so-so, you get so upset. Your business goes down a little bit. You're not bankrupt. I think there's no problem. You're not suffering from hunger. You would not lose your home. It just went down a little bit. Look how worried that person is. You can tell. His whole being is Radiating that worry. So much so that you'll walk past him and you'll say, Brother, is everything okay? You will feel, your heart is going to reach out to that person. That's how worried he is. That for one day he got one loss in his business. But if that same man, he misses Fajr that day, you'll never be able to tell. There's no worry on his face. There's no worry, no sadness. His deen is so-so, his haya is so-so, his taqwa is so-so. It doesn't bother him at all. Actually, Iman means your happiness and sadness was based on your relationship with Allah SWT. But we have become that our happiness and sadness is based on our relationship with dunya. 99% of the time if you see a Muslim who prays Salah in Masjid, I'm talking about that type of believer, the praying believer. 
99% if you see him sad, you ask him, why are you sad? The reason will be something to do with dunya. He's not going to sit and tell you that today I missed Fajr and I've just been sad all day about this. He won't tell you about deen. He won't say, today I was walking in the street and I looked at someone I shouldn't look at. No. He'll always tell you dunya. Illa mashallah. Today this happened to me, that happened to me, this happened to me, that happened to me. And if he's happy, same thing. You see him happy, you ask him, what's the reason? Dunya? <laughs> well, I got bonus today, I got this today, this happened today. It won't be that oh, I prayed the Hajjur today, I lowered my gaze every time today. Hmm? So what does it mean? That's the sign of love. If you want to know, no, I ashaddu humman lillah. Do I love Allah subhanahu intensely? Well, whatever you love, it governs your heart. All your happiness and sadness is based on your love. So it's clear. We miss Fajr, we don't get sad at all. It means our happiness and sadness has nothing to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You miss a job opportunity. Allahu Akbar. Hmm? You miss a business investment, business deal. Or you miss a good deal on a phone. You could have just saved 10 pounds, you get sad. That's it. You bought the phone, you see one week later it was 10 pounds less, you got sad. What did you miss? 10 pounds. Yes, you get sad. <laughs> Allah Akbar. Missed Fajr, didn't get sad. So strange. <laughs> and Allah Ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Those people who have Iman, there's something different. <laughs> Their heart is in a different world. Their whole, they love Allah Ta'ala wholeheartedly. Hmm? This is what Sayyidina Rasulullah in the very first khutbah Sayyidina Rasulullah gave after Hijrah when he went from Makkah Makarma to Medina Manawra. That's preserved the very first talk he gave. So that, can you imagine what a moment that was that after all that struggle he finally arrived in Medina Manawra. After all of that hardship and difficulty now he found himself in a new situation. New situation what? That everybody in the city has iman. It wasn't like that in Makkah Makarama. In Medina Manawar, a new situation. Everyone. The Aus have iman, the Khadraj have iman. Okay, even the non-Muslims, the Jews of Medina, they're also coming and making peace on arrival. <laughs> Allah Akbar. It was a new situation. So when he first addressed Sahaba Ikram, radiallahu ta'ala anumajma'een, what did he say to them? He said, Ahibullah. <laughs> that you must love Allah Ta'ala entirely, wholeheartedly from your entire heart. If you're doing video recording, it's not allowed. Audio is fine. Just put it a bit lower so I feel comfortable. So, you must love Allah Ta'ala entirely with your own heart. Your heart. You see, everybody we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you need to feel it in your heart. Again, I'll explain a little bit in Urdu. Ham sab maantein ke Allah ta'ala hain. Bas apne dil ki kefiyat ye banana ke Allah ta'ala mere hain. Isko ye maan kehte hain. Ab Allah hain, ye to sab, ye to waqidah hai. Allah mere hain. Ye kefiyat hai. Ye haal hai means in English that all of us believe that Allah Ta'ala exists. Right? Allah Ta'ala is. But actually real Iman is to have a feeling in your heart that Allah Ta'ala is mine. 
That's why Allah tells so many times He says this word in Quran, Rabbukum. I'm your Rabb. <laughs> I'm yours. <laughs> and when you begin Salah, you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. That Allah tells Rabb of all the worlds and universe. But then when you start doing Ruku and Sajda, what are you saying? Subhana Rabbi. He's my Rabb. He's mine. <laughs> and there you were saying, Ihdina. Allah Ta'ala guide us. Iyaka na'budu. Allah, we worship you. Iyaka nasta'inu. We seek your help. But when you got closer, when you started getting more intimate in Ruku and Sujood, you dropped the we. You could have said, Subhana Rabbana. No. Subhana Rabbi. He's my Rabb. Allah's mine. Allahu Akbar. Ya Allah. You are teaching us this word Rabbi, that you are my Rabb. Ya Allah, it befits you that you should be called Rabbi Kaaba. You should be called Rabbi Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You should be known as Rabbi Abu Bakr. Allah says, no, ana rabbukum. I'm yours. <laughs> Allahu Akbar Kabira. That's the feeling. <laughs> That's this feeling. It's a feeling of love. Walladheena amanu ashaddu humban lillah. That those who have iman, they're intensely extreme in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this hubba, muhabba, this comes from the heart. This is in the heart. You can't just make lip service to it. You can't claim it. You have to feel it. You have to be it. And the even more amazing thing is where, is you, where are you going to get this love for Allah Ta'ala in your heart? Allah Ta'ala Himself has already put that love for Him in our heart. Allah Ta'ala has put it there. Even the Arabic language teaches us this, that Allah Ta'ala has made the Arabic language. Every other language was created by human beings. They put together some sound syllables and gave them meaning. But the Arabic language is created by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So it has a unique wonder, unique perfection in it. And one of the many wonders of the Arabic language is sometimes they're very often... There are many words that come from the same root. And all of those words have some nisbah, munasabah, tashbih, some relation with each other. So for example, this word, ashaddu hubban lillah, means love. And then there's another word from the same root, habba, it means seed. So what's the relationship between this, between seed and love? Because Allah Ta'ala has put the seed of love for him in the spiritual heart of every believer. Now how did Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala do that? So the way Allah Ta'ala did that is mentioned in Quran, that Allah Ta'ala gathered every ruh of every human being, every spiritual heart of every human being. And then he let all of the hearts, this is before any one of us were created on earth, he gathered all of those arwah, and then he asked him a question. Alastu bi rabbikum. This whole dialogue is in Quran. Alastu bi rabbikum. Same word. Begins. That's the beginning. Yeah, in Urdu we say, Allah Ta'ala apna taraf karwana. Meaning is, how did Allah Ta'ala introduce himself to humans? He said this. Alastu bi rabbikum. Am I not your Rabb? Allah Akbar. Hajib. That Allah Ta'ala, who is Khalik Malik, that Allah Ta'ala is the creator and master of every single thing in the universe. He's introduced himself to us for the very first time. 
by saying, Allastubirubbikum, am I not yours? Allahu Akbar. So then what happened? Every ruh, they said, Aulu bala. They all said bala. Bala means we affirm, yes indeed, Allah Ta'ala, you are our Rabb. And at that moment, Allah Ta'ala put the seed of love for him in the heart of every single human being. Every single human being. From the very first Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam, until whoever will be the last human being until the end of time. Billions and billions and billions of human beings all were given the seed of love for Allah Ta'ala. By Allah Ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. So it means to be human is to love Allah. That's called humanity. Yes. How can you be human and not love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So the seed of love is given by Allah ta'ala. Then what happened? Because now when there's a gardener and he plants the seed, but the gardener wants the seed to grow. So the gardener is going to send or pour water on that seed. The gardener is going to put good soil fertilizer on that seed. So what did Allah Ta'ala do after putting the seed of love for him in the hearts of humanity? Allah Ta'ala started sending revelation, wahi, scripture. Then Allah Ta'ala started sending anbiya, rusul, prophets and messengers hmm? to nurture those seeds of love that he had put in every human being. And me and you have been blessed by Allah Ta'ala that we have the best gardener his name is Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Hmm? And Allah Ta'ala set down the greatest water. That's called Qur'an al-Kareem. Hmm? Now can you imagine? If you went to a department of botany and you said, I have this perfect seed and it's getting perfectly pure water and it's getting the most perfect nutrients and still it's not growing. They'll tell you, no, it's not possible. They said, there must be some problem. He said, no, this is what's happening. They say, we can never accept it. They say, we'll investigate. And then we will find there is some rot in that plant. There is some disease in that plant. There is some illness in that plant. And that rot and disease and illness is so bad that even though it's getting the pure water, even though you're giving it the pure nutrients, even then the plant isn't grown. You want to be such a rotten heart? Do we want to be like that? Such a rotten seed that even we are people of the Qur'an al-Kareem, people of the Sunnah, Seerat al-Mubarakah, Hayat al-Tayyibah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam. And still, still we're sinning. Oh, Akman, so strange. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala, perfect. Qur'an al-Kareem, perfect. Deen islam perfect. Muslim is imperfect. Strange equation we've written. We defied all logic. Logic says you have perfection, 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 perfection. You should yourself become. Have perfect taqwa, perfect haya, perfect sunnah. We said no. We are going to be perfectly sinning. We are going to be perfectly gazing at whatever we want, whoever we want, whenever we want. Yes, okay, maybe if somebody's around, we won't. But otherwise, whenever we want, whatever we want. Allah Akbar. So this is not ashadduhumma lillah. There's something different. Something different. We're creating a new 
style of having iman different from the way Allah Ta'ala describes in Quran. There's one iman. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ That those who have iman, they are the extreme, intense lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now how does this Qur'an al-Kareem and Sunnah of Nabi al-Kareem s.a.w. bring this love out to understand? In Qur'an al-Kareem and in the Sunnah, yani ahadith, and even seerah, even the life and teachings and feelings of the Prophet there's an effect. What? So the first thing are the words. Just the words themselves have an effect. Yani kalamullah. Just the Arabic word of God would be called Kalamullah Quran al Karim. Even that has an effect. Hmm? That's why Allah said this Quran is a shifa, uh, is a cure, healing for the kulub, for the hearts. It's not about the mind. That's a separate activity. Separate activity that you must understand and people must understand and teach Quran. That's called tafsir. But there's another aspect of Qur'an. It's shifa for the kulub, for the heart. What heart? For that seed of love for Allah Ta'ala that's in the heart. How does the Qur'an make that seed grow? Just the words of Qur'an. That's it. Allahu <laughs> Akbar, so much power. Yes, you just recite. That's it. One sahaba, he asked the Prophet Ya Rasulullah you just told us, that if we recite Qur'an, we get ten rewards and ten, ten blessings, you can say. Ten blessings for every letter. He said, yes, I just told you that. He said, Ya Rasulullah what about Alif Lam Me? What did he mean? He meant, what if we recite some letters that we don't understand the meaning? That's what he meant. That's what he meant. He said, what about Alif Lam Me? And Rasulullah said, yes, <laughs> even for Alif Lam Meem, Every letter you recite will give you ten blessings. So what did Sayyidina Rasulullah mean? That even if you don't understand the meaning, every letter will give you ten blessings. Obviously if you don't understand meanings of Qur'an, you can't get perfect hidayah. You won't get guided as to what to do. So that's an activity that's called tafsir. To understand and by understanding be guided by Qur'an. But the incredible thing about Qur'an is still... Just the kalam, just the words will put nur in your heart. And that's important. And you know, sometimes people today, they overestimate the understanding. Why? So I'll give you a proof from each and every one of your own lives. You may be stunned, he doesn't even know any one of us. And he's saying, yes, every one of you. I'll prove it. Yeah? Why? Because all of you understand the meaning of Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. You all know the meaning. You don't need any more meaning. All of you know what that means. How many of you can say every single time I say this sentence, and every rakat, every salah, I feel it? If you make that claim, understanding leads to feeling. Okay, let's start. Maybe you don't know Arabic, so fine, you don't understand all of Quran. Let's start with Surah Fatiha. All of you understand that. Maybe one or two of you don't understand all of it. Definitely everybody understands Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So you have understanding, right? Does it lead you to feeling every single time? No, it doesn't. (laughs) 
you roll off those words and your heart is thinking something else, your mind is somewhere else, you're not at all feeling what you're saying. Hmm? So what does it mean? It means there's something else you need. It's not just up here. Up here you know English, Urdu translation of those words. But it's not over here. You need to bring it over here. And believe me, there are some people who they may not understand Arabic language, but when they recite Qur'an, it hits them over here. Yes. Yes, they won't be able to explain it to you from here. But they're experiencing it over here. And there are other people, they may be able to explain it to you from here. And notwithstanding that, they still can't feel it from here. No, Akbar. Strange. But this is a power. One thing is the words. And the second thing then is the meanings. So if a person was to learn meanings of Qur'an al-Kareem, learn the meanings of the life and teachings of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is such a deep, profound knowledge that will make a person fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala said some amazing things in Qur'an. Why? So that we would fall more in love with Him. Incredible things. Ya ayuhal insan ma Anybody who can understand the meaning of that, they will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> in fact, that verse has been designed that even were an atheist to understand the meaning of that, even they would start loving Allah Ta'ala. Yes? So then, can you imagine how much a mu'min would love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they understood meanings of Qur'an? In fact, in the early history, so many, even Sahaba Ikram, they fell in love with Allah Ta'ala when they understood meanings of Qur'an. Then they left, they left all kufr, anything, that whatever they were doing. Now we don't talk about that at an adab, but obviously naturally they were non-Muslim first, then they accepted Islam. They're the first converts. They're called Sahabah Ikram. But we don't have that either. So neither do we recite Qur'an, tilawah to Qur'an, nor do we understand meanings of Qur'an, tafsir al-Qur'an. Hmm? And then there's a third part of Qur'an. So the first part was the wordings, second was the meanings, and third is the feelings. To feel Qur'an. Allah Akbar. That's the ultimate level. To feel it. Every now and then you can hear a Qari who recites with feeling. Then you will understand. One is beautiful recitation. One is meaningful recitation. And one is that person who's feeling it. Heartfelt. Even in English they understood this much. Even when they were making their language, even they came up with these words. Heartfelt. What does it mean? Because feelings are in the heart. So what's that third one? That's called heartfelt Qur'an. Allahu Akbar Kabeera. That person who has heartfelt Qur'an, then they become lover of Allah SWT. It's not enough just to make your children memorize Qur'an. That puts the Qur'an here. You need to make them have heartfelt Qur'an. When they have heartfelt Qur'an, then that Qur'an will guide them for their entire life. Guide them for their entire life. So we need these feelings and the most important feeling is this feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So then a question arises. Why don't I have this love? I have Imam, I pray Salah, I believe, accept everything that I'm hearing tonight. But why can't I feel this love? So there's some reasons for this. Yes, there's some reasons. Normally the reasons have to do is that we can't feel love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we're too busy feeling some other type of love. We've rather chosen to feel some other love. And if you let yourself feel some other love, you will not be able to feel this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like our mashaykh, they say in Urdu, ki ya Allah ki mahabbat ar ishq ki baad nazuk cheez hai. Jis ishq ki bade naz nakhre. Ye us sine mein aata hai, jo uske andaz aata hai. Means this love for Allah Ta'ala is a very fine, delicate thing. It can come into your heart very easily. It's khafif, fine, delicate. But it can also leave very easily if you choose to have some love for Gherullah. Our own Shaykh, he explained it once in a beautiful but very powerful way. He said that if you ever write any Gher Mahram in a message, but there been some romantic, lustful way, if you write her these words, I love you, meaning that I want to have unlawful relationship with you, right? So he said that if you ever write that, that I love you, just imagine if right there instantly Allah Ta'ala makes a'lan, He proclaims, okay, I don't love you. You telling her, I love you. Then Allah says, okay, fine. <laughs> I gave you my love. You want her love? <laughs> I gave you my love and you want her love? Okay, I don't love you. Allah Akbar. Then, then what are you going to do? Hmm? Where are you going to go? Hmm? Where are you going to go? You may be saying, where did Allah Ta'ala give me love? That's also in Quran. Allah SWT said in Quran, Allahu waliyulladhina amanu. Allah Ta'ala is the wali. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala is the special, intimate companion. Allah Ta'ala is the friend and lover. Allahu waliyulladhina amanu. Allah Ta'ala is the lover and friend of who? Of muttaqeen, siddiqeen, nabiyeen. Here Allah Ta'ala is saying, Allahu waliyulladhina amanu. Just those who have iman. Allah Ta'ala is their lover. He is their wali. <laughs> like if you say the other way around, somebody is a wali of Allah Ta'ala. That's also in Quran. Allah inna awliya Allah la khawfun alayhim walahum yazunun. So if you say somebody is a wali of Allah, you mean that that person is the lover of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? So but Allah Ta'ala is himself saying, Allahu waliyulladhi na'amanu. Allah is the wali of those who believe. So Allah gifted us this iman himself. Then he gifted his wilaya to us, his love and friendship to us because of the iman he himself gave us himself. But the person says, still, I will go for Ghair Mahram. I will look at Ghair Mahram. I'll be interested in Ghair Mahram. I'll be attracted to Ghair Mahram. I'll be infatuated with Ghair Mahram. I will think about Ghair Mahram. I will desire Ghair Mahram. I will talk to Ghair Mahram. I will message Ghair Mahram. 
person, when he goes down that road, he will lose love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He won't be able to feel it. He won't lose aqidah. He will lose the feeling. He still believe in Allah ta'ala. Like I told you, Allah exists, yes, 100%. But Allah exists. Love for Allah exists here, finished. Finished. So then, he won't feel anything in salah. He won't feel anything in sajda. He won't be moved when he hears adhan. Nothing. Finished. Here's Adhan, no feeling. Or he gets a message back from Gair Mahram, he gets feeling. <laughs> he gets excited. Hmm? He sees the phone vibrate, he checks. He wants to see. <laughs> Maybe some message from her. And when Allah Ta'ala sends message in form of Adhan, he feels nothing. Nothing. He reads Quran, the message of Allah Ta'ala, he feels nothing. Because he's more interested in the messages of makhluk, of creation. So he lose love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Won't be able to feel love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he wants to look at the beauty and stare and gaze and enjoy and take pleasure from that, he will lose love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's our choice. And we make that choice every day. Every day Allah ta'ala will give us a choice. Because that's the type of world and society we live in. Every day you can choose Ghair Mahram and every day you can choose Allah Ta'ala instead. Every day you will have that opportunity to make that choice. Second reason sometimes a person doesn't feel love for Allah Ta'ala is they love dunya, mal, they love money, wealth, property, show, love it. They love their car, they love the feel of the leather on their car. They love their rims, boys. Hmm? They love their aluminum alloy rim. Oh, subhanallah. Hmm? And they love it so much they get down on their knees and they scrub it themselves. Yeah? That boy who can no longer even massage his father's legs, he goes down on his knees and he rubs and massages his car's wheels. Huh? <laughs> Strange. <coughs> they love dunya. They enjoy it so much. Hmm? They learn a new verse of Quran. They don't enjoy it. They get a new phone. They enjoy it for so long. Months go by. They love touching it. They love the feel of it. They love looking at it. Hmm? Love makhluk. Loving makhluk. <laughs> Very simple. The more you love makhluk the less you will be able to love Khalik. more you love creation, the less you will be able to love the creator. There's one exception that's coming in a little bit. And they love money. That's another sometimes outright, it's just money that they love. They love money, they're always thinking about money, they're counting their money, wanting more money. That's also a sign of love. If there's something that you just want more, you don't, it doesn't matter that you need it, you just want more, you want more and more, that's a sign you love something. So mu'mineen, they wanted more in their relationship with Allah SWT. They didn't look, what do I have to do? That's called fard. No. They wanted more. So they'd wake up for tahajjud. Why? I want more. Somebody says, you don't have to pray. So no, I want more. <laughs> I want more connection with Allah Taala. They would stay back after salah, make some dua, make some dhikr. 
So you ask him, you don't have to do this, it's not firm. They say, I know, but I want more. I want more. Then they're praying, Awabin, they're praying, Slatun Duha, they're praying, they want more. They say, I want more. Lord, we don't have that in us anymore. We're not even people of Ibadah anymore. We just want bare minimum. But I have to do, I'll do it. Okay, I have to pray Jummah, so I'll go. Okay, it's Friday. Allah Ta'ala sends special blessings on Yom Al-Jummah. You want to stay back after Jummah, read Surah Kaf, you want more? person says, no, I don't want more. <laughs> don't tell me this reading Surah Kaf part. I don't want more. I need to go back. <laughs> okay, fine. This week you had meeting, no problem. Next Friday, he'll tell you in advance. <laughs> Right now, he can tell you in advance, even next Friday, I have no intention whatsoever reading Surah Kaf. Ya Allah. Hmm? You don't even know. He says, no, I have no intention whatsoever. I don't do these things. Allah Akbar. Hmm? But if it comes to money, huh? you want to raise, you want more. Hmm? How about somebody offers you a job with just 10% more salary? But maybe you have to be one hour away from home. You say, take it, I want more. I say, no, but you have to commute. It might be difficult. It's not, I want more. <laughs> I say, but you know, you were fine. You weren't having any problem. You were earning enough. You were making your monthly expenses. He says, yes, I was fine. I was making money, but he's offering more. I want more. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala is also offering more. Yes. Allah Ta'ala has offered unlimited amount. It's up to us how much we want. Satah says there's hasanat, there's ajr, there's sawab, or there's darajat in jannah. You know, the people who want more, they get something called jannatul firdos. That's called more. <laughs> That's the real more. You want promotion in this world, you want promotion in jannah. Hmm? What do you want? You want upgrade in this world, or you like to upgrade your jannah? You want to upgrade your akhirah, you want to upgrade your dunya? Hmm? Everybody wants to upgrade their dunya. There's so few left now who are trying to upgrade their akhirah. And it's now become literal. It's actually literally this word now, upgrade. I'm going to go upgrade my phone. Oh, you had a phone is problem? No problem. Did it break? It didn't break. Before, when we were going up, and we bought something, is because the first thing we had, it broke. <laughs> Here, mashallah, phone's perfectly fine. So what happened? Nobody needs to upgrade. <laughs> I have iPhone 4, they came out with 5. <laughs> I'm going to go by five. But why? I need more. <laughs> so you add, literally, it's almost like comical. I need more memory. Is your phone full? No, but I want more. They came out with more. Allah <laughs> Akbar. Hmm? Nobody thinks like that about deen. No one thinks like that about deen. And so you know what you get in Jannatul for those? You get more company with Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. You get more. You get more interaction with Sahaba. You get more. Yes? <laughs> you get more. <laughs> Which more are you working for? Hmm? Which more are you working for? We don't have this feeling. Ashaddu humbalillah. So one reason is they love ghair mahram. One reason is they love money, dunya, and they just want more and more. Third reason a person doesn't get love for Allah Ta'ala in their heart is they love themselves. It's another strange illness some people have. They love themselves. Our Mashaikh in Urdu they call it meh. 
It means simply in English, I. I'll explain to you in English, me, myself, and I. Hmm? I have three loves. Me, myself, and I. But how does a person know? Do I have this love? So this in English is called vanity, conceit, self-love. I love the way I look. I like the way I talk. Everything should be done my way. It should be the way I like it. Many husbands have this problem. Many husbands have this disease. Everything has to be done exactly the way I want to do. If I said eight, it should have been eight. Not eight or five. I said Monday, it shouldn't have happened on Sunday. I, 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 everything. They love themselves. They think that they're the best, most intelligent brother in the family, the most wise person in the committee. They think they're the best. This is another type of fitna. This is called ujub and kibr now, to use the words of hadith of Nabi Akram Salaam. This is called ujub and kibr. Ujub means to love yourself. And kibr means because you love yourself, you view yourself as better than others. And takabur means that you love yourself and you view yourself as better than others and you treat them as inferior to yourself. Ujub, kibr, takabur. Allah Akbar. You won't get love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one big sin Allah ta'ala doesn't like. Many of you must have heard hadith of Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, nobody will enter Jannah if they have even one dharra, dharra, one atom of kibir in their heart. Oh, Akbar. Allah ta'ala does not like this. <laughs> so all the time, adhan, Allahu Akbar. All the time in salah, Allahu Akbar. You can't even move in salah without saying Allahu Akbar. First you remember the kibriyai of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you can go on rukub. Then you can go on sujood. Then you can get up from sujood. Then you can go back in sajda. You must say Allah Akbar. And from the sunnah, after you say salam, again say Allah Akbar. Over the whole thing. You mean Allah ta'ala is greater than the salah I just offered. You weren't doing anything wrong. You did something good, you did ibadah. And Allah says, no, you must always remember my greatness. Allahu Akbar Kabira. But we forgot that lesson. Some of us, we forgot that lesson that Allah Ta'ala is Akbar. So then we end up in some type of kibar to kibar ourselves, and you lose ability to feel love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You no longer love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. About each of you can look in your own heart, in your own life. Hmm? Which love you have? Which symptoms of these you have? And sometimes there's a person who has multiple symptoms. Yeah? Sometimes you find a person. They have two diseases. They say, I have blood pressure and I have diabetes. Hmm? Sometimes you find a person, they have three diseases. They say, I have blood pressure and I have diabetes and I have arthritis. Sometimes you may find a person who has even more diseases. He says, I have blood pressure and I have diabetes and I have arthritis and I have chest pains and asthma. And then the more they say, you would get sad. You would say, Ya Allah, this person. Ya Allah, he has this illness and this illness. But infinitely more sad is our condition that we have the illness of lust and the illness of anger and the illness of greed and the illness of envy and the illness of laziness, and the illness of arrogance. 
You should think like that? <laughs> What's the matter with me? <laughs> Can you imagine if you met somebody and they told you that I have lung cancer and I have prostate cancer and I have blood cancer? You would say, Ya Allah. <laughs> hmm? So when are you going to say, Ya Allah, about yourself? That I have lust cancer, I have greed cancer, I have anger cancer. Hmm? We have to get serious about deen. Hmm? We have to get serious about purifying our heart, about making ourselves pleasing and beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't want to take any one of these with you to the grave. You don't want to take even one atom of anger cancer with you. You don't want to take one atom of lust cancer with you. Hmm? You don't want to show up on the Day of Judgment with these things. You don't want to have a book of deeds opened up in front of you full of these things. Hmm? Then what are you going to do? Hmm? So we have to get worried about our condition. We have to get the true feelings of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our heart. So then the second major thing then to tell you tonight is how to get this love. How can I get this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So first obviously there were three things. You must leave the love for Ghair Mehram. You must leave the love for dunya. And you must leave the love of yourself. Three things right there. Then, number four. This is a very beautiful thing about our deen. If you say, I want to love Allah Ta'ala more, then all you have to do is know Allah Ta'ala more. Because Allah Ta'ala is that incredible being that the more you know Him, the more you will love Him. The more you know Him, the more you will love Him. Like Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahmanu fas'al bihi khabira. Allah Ta'ala announces in Quran, Ar-Rahman, that He is the all-merciful Allah. And then he says, if you want to know this more, fas'al, you must go ask. You must inquire, you must learn. Bihi khabira, you must go ask that person who is khabir, who is deeply aware and informed of what it means that Allah Ta'ala is ar-Rahman. So you must go seek this knowledge. You must learn this knowledge. Where will you get this knowledge? Allah is mentioning in Quran from people who are called Khabir, people who intimately know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the great Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Rimullah ta'ala. He used to sit with a Sufi of his time, his name was Abu Hashim. Okay, you can call him the Wali of his time. The Wali of his time. But that Wali, Abu Hashim Rimullah ta'ala, was not as big a muhaddith, as big a scholar as Imam Ahmad Ram ta'ala. So one of Imam Ahmad's students, he asked him that you are a greater scholar than him. But you sit with him, Abu Hashim, as if he's senior to you. So he didn't understand because he was trying to understand from here. So he asked Imam Ahmad, Imam Ahmad gave a beautiful response. What did he say? He said, Huwa alimun. He said, Ana alimun bi kitabillah. That I am the scholar of the book of Allah. Ana alimun bikitabillah wa huwa alimun billah. I am a scholar of the book of Allah and he is a knower of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Huh? What does that mean? Exactly he's doing amal on this verse. Ar-Rahman fas'al bihi khabira. Hmm? 
He's that khabir who Allah Ta'ala told me to ask. <laughs> He's that deeply informed about Allah Ta'ala's mercy and attributes that Allah Ta'ala wants me to sit with him. Fas'alu ahla zikri in kuntum la ta'lamun. You must ask the people of zikr if you don't know. What does it mean? It's not talking about knowledge. For that you ask the ahl ilm. If you don't know, does this break my wudu? You ask the mufti. What is this talking about? In kuntum la ta'lamun. If you don't know how to lower your gaze, ask, learn, get training. If you don't know how to stop missing salah, ask, learn, get training. If you don't know how to feel feelings of remembrance for Allah Ta'ala, even when you pray salah, ask, learn, get training. Don't just be content with being who you are. You wouldn't do that in anything in the dunya. Anything in the dunya, you don't function properly, you get help, you get guidance, you try to fix it. You do islah, you fix that thing. If there's any physical problem, you go to doctor, you say, I have this small knee pain, I need help. If there's any understanding problem, you go to some educator, you say, I don't understand this. If there's any problem at work, you don't understand the task, you go to your supervisor, I don't understand this. So you're seeking help and guidance and instruction. And every single thing in the world, is it only your taqwa that you don't think you need any help and instruction and guidance on? Hmm? That's the biggest field of our life. This is the biggest guidance we need. How can I have more haya? How can I do more zikr? How can I fear Allah more? How can I love Allah Ta'ala more? How can I have the true character of the Prophet ﷺ more? How can I get those adab? How can I get those akhlaq? This should be a worry or concern. You have to be seeking this, striving this, searching for this. You should be knocking on doors. And you will get this love for Allah Ta'ala. You will get it. So one, we told you, know Allah more, you will love Allah Ta'ala more. Here what we're saying is, you want Allah Ta'ala more, you will love Allah Ta'ala more. You just have to want it. So this I will now say in Urdu, bas aapki chahne ki dehre. Aapki apni talab ki dehre. Aap talab ban jayenge, matloob mil jayega. You just want it, you will get it. What does that mean? That means actually we have gone so low, we've stopped wanting the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Stopped wanting it. The problem isn't that people don't pray tahajjud. The problem is that nobody wants to pray it anymore. That's the strange thing. The problem isn't that people don't have incredible haya, like Sayyidina Yusuf salam. The problem is nobody even wants it anymore. Nobody is looking for it. Nobody is begging Allah Ta'ala for it. Who makes that dua? Hmm? Ya Allah, give me the haya of Yusuf Islam. Give me the night worship of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. Give me the taqwa of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. Hmm? Give me that heart that you will love. This is not our duas. <laughs> our duas, Ya Allah, cure me of my illness. Grant me more risk. That's fine also. You have to make that dua. But... How can you only make those du'as? That's what I'm saying. Because that's not the full, full verse. Rabbana atana fi dunya, Rabbana atana fi dunya hasana, wa fil akhirati hasana. What happened to that part of our life? Where's that going our du'as? Akar Mashaik, they say in Urdu, 
کہ اب بہت سے لوگ ہیں جو اللہ تعالیٰ سے گاڑی مانگتے ہیں اللہ تعالیٰ سے بیوی مانگتے ہیں اللہ تعالیٰ سے بچے مانگتے ہیں اللہ تعالیٰ سے روزی مانگتے ہیں وہ کہاں چلیں گے وہ لوگ جو اللہ سے اللہ ہی مانگتے ہیں کہ اللہ میں آپ سے آپ ہی چاہتا ہوں میں تو آپ کو متلاشی ہوں میں آپ کو محبت چاہتا ہوں آپ سے تعلق مانگتا ہوں آپ کو قرب چاہتا ہوں اللہم انی اسألکم منکا انتا یا اللہ منکا حبکا یا اللہ یا اللہ I want you I want to be loved by you I want to be in love with you I want to be pleasing to you I don't want it anymore so that's so easy then that doesn't require anything you start wanting Allah Ta'ala more you will be able to love Allah Ta'ala more So simple. <laughs> And if you don't do this, then you are risking a big danger. What is that? So Allah Ta'ala is so merciful that even if you stop wanting Him, He still wants you because you have Iman. And He loves this Iman in you. But if you keep doing this, you keep this, keep doing it for years that you don't want Allah Ta'ala, then what if one day Allah Ta'ala stops wanting you? Hmm? Then, where are you going to go? Where can you go? What can you do? And all these years you didn't want it. Never did you make dua for Jantar for those. Nor did you make dua for Tahajjad. Nor did you make dua for his love. Nor did you make dua for good adab. Nor did you dua to be a person of sabr. Nor did you make dua for haya. Years went by. You never ever wanted these things. So what if Allah Ta'ala stops wanting them for you? Hmm? Then you will lead a very superficial life. Yes, you may pray, but basically the whole life is for dunya. There will be no real difference between that Muslim and a non-Muslim in 80-90% of them. And then 10% will be different that yes, sometimes they pray Jummah, they pray Eid, they pray once or twice a day. That's it. Otherwise the feelings, same feelings. There you may see lust, here you will see lust. There you see love for world, here you will find love for world. Same story. Same story. In fact, sometimes there you will find better feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there there's more character, here there's less character. Even that happens. That's not some rare thing, you know. That's not some rare thing. That's increasingly widespread. That's a tragic, <laughs> tragic They just don't have Iman. <laughs> If they had Iman, then everybody would want to be like them. <laughs> But just because they don't have Iman, so because you don't have Iman, then no matter how good your character is, nobody's going to convert to what you are. Hmm? There are so many things you can do to get this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're going to tell you very quickly now three last things. 
Another way to love Allah Ta'ala more is to love Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam more. Yes? The more you love the greatest lover and the more you love the greatest beloved, the more you will be a better beloved and you will become more beloved. <laughs> and the less you love the greatest lover and the less you love the greatest beloved, the less of a lover you will be and the less beloved you will be. This is the real secret of sunnah. Is that sunnah equals mahbubiyyah. Sunnah equals mahbubiyyah. Mahbubiyyah means sunnah equals belovedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. More sunnah, more beloved. You see Allah ta'ala saying in the Quran, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ قُلْ say to them, proclaim to them my beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa Tell them, إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ But if you think you love Allah ta'ala, if you claim you love Allah ta'ala, if you aspire to love Allah ta'ala, you must do ittibaf sunnah. You must bring sunnah. There is no path to loving Allah Ta'ala other than the sunnah of Nabi Akrim Wasallam. The path of the lovers is paved with the sunnah. Okay? So a person says, Ya Allah, I wanted to love you. Yes, in kuntum Allah. You told me, Fattabiuni, follow the sunnah of Nabi Akrim Wasallam. So, okay Allah, I follow sunnah. I do it. Because I want to be your lover and you've told me the way. So I follow sunnah. So now will you accept me as your lover? Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran something more than that. What does Allah say? فَاتَّبِعُونِي You follow sunnah. يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Allah will love you. you know, I wanted to be lover. Allah says, yes, you follow sunnah. You say, okay, I follow sunnah. Am I now lover? Allah Ta'ala says, oh, you follow sunnah, you will be beloved. <laughs> You wanted to be muhib, you follow sunnah, you will be mahboob. Yuhbibkumullah. Allah Akbar. This is why prophets were sent. Every prophet was sent to make humanity love Allah Ta'ala. And every prophet was sent to guide humanity how to become beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And the greatest prophet was sent to create a group of humans who are the greatest lovers of Allah Ta'ala. That's called mu'mineen. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّهُمْ Already explained. And the greatest Prophet ﷺ was sent to create a group of humanity who became the greatest beloveds of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Greatest beloveds. يَا أَيُّتَهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطَمِنَّ إِذَا إِلَى رَبِّكِ Greatest beloveds. More sunnah, more love. Less sunnah, less love. This one thing can also be a reason why a person doesn't feel this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they've lost the sunnah. So that's the ingredients of love. <laughs> so you don't have ingredients of love, you won't have the love. Every sunnah, even miswak, outer sunnah, inner sunnah, sunnah character, sunnah appearance, anything and everything in the sunnah, will make a person more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our choice. This is again our choice. Go back to that word more. It's all about more. All about more. You want more sunnah or you want more dunya? Your choice. More sunnah, more mahabba. More sunnah, more mahbubiyah. 
Another way to get this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is called zikr. The more you remember Allah ta'ala, the more you will love Allah ta'ala. The less you remember Allah ta'ala, the less you will love Him. The more you think about Allah ta'ala, the more you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now because Allah ta'ala wants us to love Him a lot, so He told us in Qur'an, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu dhkurullaha dhikran kathira. That, oh, you same thing, alladhina amanu. All these verses we're telling you are all alladhina amanu. There's no high level thing here that, no, no, that's for ulama or that's for mashayikh or those are muttaqeen, siddiqeen, shuhada. No, alladhina amanu. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu udhkurullah. That you must make zikr, you must remember Allah Ta'ala. Zikran kathira a lot. And when a being like Allah Ta'ala says the word kathir, when Allah Ta'ala who is al-azim al-akbar, when he says kathir, so the more proper way to translate it then, is that all oh, you who believe, remember Allah Ta'ala a whole lot. Oh, remember Allah Ta'ala more and more and more. Hmm? And what do you mean you do? We remember Allah Ta'ala less and less and less. We don't remember Allah Ta'ala outside masjid, we don't even remember Allah Ta'ala inside masjid. We so easily chat, message, call, forgetful of Allah Ta'ala. As if we're in some mall. Okay, we don't remember Allah Ta'ala outside ibadah. And then even we can't remember Allah Ta'ala inside ibadah. That's how less zikr we have. Can you imagine how less zikr a person must have? That even they heard adhan, even they made wudu, even they came in masjid, even they said Allahu Akbar, even they went down to Sarda, and then they say later that even when I go in Sarda, I don't feel anything. Can you imagine how less zikr they have? Hmm? Often we explain to our friends that this is, ibadah is like sugar. So if you keep pouring sugar, and the person keeps saying it's still not sweet, and you keep pouring sugar, and they say it's still not sweet, so what will you say? You say you're sick. <laughs> You say there's some problem here. Hmm? This is what you're doing. You pour the sugar of wuzu, you don't feel anything. You pour the sugar of surah fatiha, you recite surah fatiha, you don't feel anything. You say subhan rabbil adim, more sugar, you still don't feel anything. You go into sajda, you did three rakats, four rakats, maybe you put some sunnah. You did all of that and you still say, I can't remember Allah in my salah. When Allah said, وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةُ لِذِكْرِ that the whole purpose, make this salah qa'im, establish this salah in your life. Why? The zikri, for my zikr. Hmm? Anybody, you tell anybody something, if you talk to somebody like that, that do something for this reason, and they do it, but they don't bring you the objective, <laughs> they don't bring you the objective, so you say, well, then there was no point really in doing it. <laughs> you say, I told you to do it for this reason. <laughs> You say, oh no, I just did it just like that. <laughs> so you weren't supposed to do it just like that. You were supposed to do it this way. That's how you talk to people, right? So Allah is saying, Establish salah for my zikr. So that you remember me. So that you forget everything else. Imagine how little zikr we do then. That we can't remember Allah Ta'ala in salah. So more zikr... More love. And the last, because I told you three last things, so this is the third of those, 
is the more you keep the company of the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you will get love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why I told you there's one makhluk that's coming that you can love and you should love. And what is that? Any and every creation that Allah Ta'ala wants you to love, Allah Ta'ala has commanded you to love, or Allah Ta'ala has allowed you to love, all of that counts as love for Allah Ta'ala. What does it mean? Literally, you love your parents more, you can get more love for Allah Ta'ala that way. You love your wife more, you will get more love for Allah Ta'ala that way. You love your children more, you will get more love for Allah Ta'ala that way. You love this ummah more, you will get more love for Allah Ta'ala that way. Hmm? You love for sake of Allah, in the name of Allah, within the boundary set by Allah Ta'ala, all those loves will increase you in love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But you will, if you love outside those boundaries, huh? no. <laughs> that will destroy you in your love for Allah Ta'ala. That's why Nabi Kareem saw some Taurus and Hassan Hadith to make this dua. Allahumma inni as'alukum minka humbaka wa hubba man yuhibbuk. Yalla, the first part would have been enough. Yalla, I ask you that you put in my heart love for you. No, we are being trained in deen. I need love for you and love for those who love you. This is deen is teaching us this. Sunnah is teaching us this. Why? Because when you love the lovers of Allah Ta'ala, you will get love for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala us in Quran, اِهْدِنَ السِّرَاطُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ Allah Ta'ala, I need hidayah on siratul mustaqim, on the real way of life that will lead to you. Allah said, yes, you want that hidayah. Siratul ladheena anamta alayhim. You should know that that path is a path of people. Siratul ladheena, it's a path of people. That you, Allah, you have blessed those people. So you're actually making du'an surah fatiha that Ya Allah guide me to people. Who are those people Allah said in Quran? الَّذِينَ أَنْأَمَ اللَّهُ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالسِّنْدِيكِينَ وَالشُهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِكِينَ That's people, prophets, siddiqeen, real true believers, shuhada, martyrs, and salihin, virtuous believers. So you must have a connection with the salihin and siddiqeen of this ummah. You must have connection with salihin and siddiqeen of this ummah then you will get more love for Allah Ta'ala. Because the love for Allah Ta'ala is contagious. All of it is contagious. You sit with somebody who loves dunya, you will start getting interested in dunya. The most contagious love is the love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Hence Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. Same thing. Alladhina amanu. Ittakullah. You must have taqwa. Wa kunu ma'as-sadiqi. How will you get this taqwa? How? Allah refers you to people. Yes. Allah Ta'ala in Quran refers all of Allah Amanu that if you want to get taqwa, you must go to some people. Who are those people? They're called sadiqeen. And they will always be sadiqeen in this ummah. Because every verse of Quran must necessarily be practicable. Qabale amal. Until the end of time because it's perfect hidayah. Allah Ta'ala is referring to people. So this is a big fitna, never be confused that people say, oh, you don't need people, you just need Qur'an. Say, yes, I need Qur'an, and my Allah Ta'ala told me in Qur'an, I need people. Yes, my Allah Ta'ala tell me all the time, anamta alayhim, alladheena anamta, I'm always begging Allah Ta'ala about people. 
Quran, I must be with people. Yes, but not any people. This particular type of people. Sadiqeen. Very simply, anybody who loves Allah Ta'ala more truly than you is good company for you. And anybody who loves Allah Ta'ala less than you is not good company for you. Anybody who loves Nabi Kareem Sallallahu more truly than you is good company for you. And anybody who loves Rasulullah less truly than you is not good company for you. So if you're a very, very high level person like Tabeen, then only Sahaba could be Sadiqeen for you. Who could love Allah Ta'ala more? So they had Sahaba Ikram. And if you're an ordinary person, then the ulama, mashayikh of this ummah, they are sadiqeen for you. Yes? So kunu ma sadiqeen. You must sit with them, be with them. So that the love for Allah Ta'ala that is in their heart, it comes also into our hearts. So this was the message for tonight. That we must all want more love for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. We should want it more and more. We should try for it more and more. We should make dua for it more and more. And Allah Ta'ala, He is Zufadlin Azim, Zufadlin Al Mu'mineen. He will give us more and more. Beautiful life. <laughs> Allah will give us more. You want more, Allah will give more. And may Allah Ta'ala accept this near from us. May accept this gathering here on this night. May He forgive us for any and all sins that we've ever done, due to which maybe we lost this love, due to which we become distant from Him. May He connect us back to every single teaching of deen. May He make us follow every command of Sharia, every verse of Quran, every sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhir da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.